the background is we were having discussions after all of the episodes and realized that we were making some really good points. Uh, <laughs> Connecting the, some dots that were just you and I were hearing. <laughs> yeah, so like, hey, let's uh, record some of these. So uh, at least a semi-regular feature, if not a regular feature, will be some of these analyses, depending on how good I guess they turn out to be. Welcome to a bonus analysis and discussion episode with the hosts of the Path Distilled podcast. In these episodes, we talk about the guests that we just had on, how it connects to the guests we've had in the past, and give our take on what you've heard. That was, uh, I was almost as geeking out over that as much as I was the comedy. (laughs) Oh my God, that was incredible. I told you, like, on one of the times the the video messed up a little bit, our, uh, I think the whole thing is quotable. <laughs> yeah. Kind of speechless. <laughs> I know. I just, I, there was so much stuff that he, some things I think he just alluded to, others that, you know, he really kind of dug into a little bit more explicitly. Like I, like the one thing I think he alluded to, which was interesting was his relationship with Kazi at the beginning and how it sounded like there was not in a bad way, right? There was a some conflict, right? Which some people are so hesitant of or or look at in a bad way. And he really kind of showed how healthy it can be and how helpful it can be, right? To to build a relationship, to strengthen a relationship. And I think it's so important when people look at, you know, new teams, new, new partnerships, new relationships. That, that this is a great way to get on the same page and develop a good relationship with someone. Yeah, I agree. And I was, this is not nearly as, <laughs> as in-depth as, uh, or as deep of a comment as you're making, but I was impressed that they, I always listen to see if they uh, re- remember it the same way. I know, I noticed that too. <laughs> it was like the same story, yeah. Yeah, but they, they exactly <laughs> told, told exactly the same story. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. Uh, but it's cool that uh, to get to speak with them as they're making national waves. Yeah, and related to that, I love the way he talked about the um, thrill changing because I think that that's something that people don't necessarily realize or think about that has both psychological and physiological components, right? With dopamine, that's kind of how dopamine works. Like we get that initial dopamine hit and it's like, oh, this is amazing. And then we want it again. And, but then it doesn't have the same effect. And then, you know, so it was kind of cool to hear how he's experienced that with some of these things um, and how he talked about, kind of reorienting to that, really focusing more on what he was trying to do and what's important to him in, in this process of what he's trying to do rather than trying to chase those accomplishments. Yeah, um, and I remember when we first started this and just seeing the, uh, the tile on Apple Podcast or the, uh, the new episode notification coming, it's still cool, but like you said, the original dopamine hits, it was yeah. like that was on top of the world. And now it's, uh, can we add another country, which we did, we're now at 31. But, um, <laughs> you know, you're looking for different things. And I thought he had a great uh, philosophical approach to it. He's actually pretty quickly realized that he has to, you know, 
be happy with himself or satisfy himself and that's the goal and that you can't lose sight of what's most important which isn't always the outcome or result right it sounds like he's very much trying to for lack of a better way of saying it enjoy the journey and the process of it rather than just try to strive for these goals or the things that he had on his vision board like i love i loved that piece he said about that his best self is all he needs on the vision board right very cool and it made me think about how many times artists are um the the sheer so when you're sitting there alone and you created these enterprises that some of them have created um you know depend they vary from 18 wheelers full of equipment to touring in a bus to touring or playing shows locally but wherever you are in that continuum um, it's not uncommon to hear that they're really overwhelmed with what they've created and so some handle it better than others i'm not referring to him specifically but um, just the way that he's already handling that so well i thought bodes well for him that uh, he's seeing it seems like he's seeing it for what it the healthiest way possible right now yeah and it's it relates to something i talk with clients a lot about um is the notion of you know the psychology of focusing on what you have to gain versus what you have to lose right early on you take a gain frame on things like i'm trying to get to this new thing i don't have or that i've you know haven't yet achieved and so it's kind of like can only get better right like i everything's up from that not to say that the experience might not be up and down but you're striving for something versus at some point when you can be shifted into more of a loss frame where you're focusing on trying not to lose what you gained or whether that's an accomplishment or a status or expectations that you now think you have to meet it's an interesting shift that you sometimes have to navigate for sure and as I mentioned to him directly, I've been impressed with the quality of everything that they've put out, whether it be promotional or video or song. And obviously the the music is good, but the everything surrounding it is uh, equally high quality. And it's, uh, it's rare to hit so many home runs when you're uh, doing those things. So they're just going to keep growing. And it's like when we talk to Kazi too, right? You can tell how they really try to think about this from all different aspects. And the point you made to, to Black Zone was, I think, important, right? It's, it's easy to say something and it's easy to, to go out there and try to do something or be something. But to truly, really like, he, and he used the word himself, be so intentional and thoughtful about it, that takes a lot. I mean, this other conversation we've had, I- it might have been our last guest analysis, but <laughs> just having that vision at that age, they're all still compared, you know, especially compared to us young, uh, compared to me. <laughs> I'm, same, that. I'm in the same category. It's okay. Yeah. You can let our listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just sounded rude when I said it. But, um, my mom told me not to do that. But, but yeah, just the, I'm amazed at some of our guests, the vision they have, at such a young age <laughs> and then i'm just now f- feeling like i'm figuring stuff out so yeah i think it's uh it's 
it's interesting from a lot of different lenses, from an individual differences lens to a, a societal lens to a generational lens. You know, there's a lot of ways that I think you could look at that that make it really interesting. And I could, this is speculation, but just the choice to seek out other creatives, I think was one of the big advantages that they, they obviously planned it, but um, I think that was very fortuitous that, that I don't mean luck, but I think that was something that was well planned that turned out to serve them well is that community they created. Well, it relates back to the second mantra he shared about, you know, the advice he got from the mentor about, which to me, I was like, as soon as he said that, I was like, I need to share this with every grad student I work with and remember it myself too, of like that idea of, you know, opportunity and preparation, you know, that you wouldn't want to get the opportunity to pursue it without the preparation. I think it's such a powerful reminder because I think we think about it and he said it a little bit himself too. Seek out the opportunity and then you prepare, but that might not be the best way to to look at it. And a lot of our guests have talked about opportunity and feeling like that was a part of our their paths. Uh, so it was interesting to hear his kind of spin on that. I loved his other mantra too, which relates a lot to something that I think is interesting, particularly um, might depending on when this episode airs, it may not be less relevant than what I'm saying right now, but right now as we're talking, it is you know mid-December, which means the new year is about to start. Everybody starts thinking about the next year, the next goals and all that. And there's a very fascinating thing called the fresh start effect, which really relates to that first mantra he talked about of thinking about everything mm -hmm. like day one, you know, and yeah. it's a powerful way to kind of continue to reorient yourself. Yeah, and it's great personal philosophy and uh, just that premise that you that you're alluding to you can you know it's it reminds me a little bit of the uh, I'll start on a Monday approach it always lets you off the hook yeah for whatever you're doing on Thursday <laughs> or the weekend <laughs> sure. it can uh, be used in, and that's the the there's always a good sign a bad or a challenging side or something right and that is actually one of the discussions about the challenging side of the fresh start effect sure but I think, uh, well, I was even, yeah, it, but it, I was thinking of it in the positive sense, the fresh start part, because you do those other things because you're eating too much, you're drinking more than you wanted to, or you're still smoking or whatever. And everybody says, well, I'll start on Monday. And then you remove that guilt mm -hmm. and probably the next Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday, you're doing the same thing. But with the fresh start approach, you don't have to beat yourself up for what you've done or what you did or did not I guess didn't accomplish if you're beating yourself up unless you're really averse to uh, success. But, um, but I think as he noted, accumulating those and you just keep moving yeah. forward essentially is the, the mantra that. Uh, Absolutely. It builds the confidence, the motivation and all those things, which relates to another, I think really big takeaway that he had for a strategy for people is that idea of conditioning the mind. Obviously that one would jump out to me being the performance coach in the room, but <laughs> it was such an important point, right? Of really intentionally trying to condition your mind. You know, he talked about mindfulness and meditation and how he's using that. You could hear elements of how he's really tried to use the strategy of reframing perspective. Um, and he talked about it. It made me think of too, you know, something that Angela Duckworth has talked about with her grit idea in the book. She talks about how her family does like these um, co comfort zone challenges. I forget what she calls them, but essentially the idea sounded very similar to what he's been doing for the last 30 days, which is, you know, 
push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Do you try like, not because what you just did wasn't good enough, but because you're continuing to try and push yourself and train your mind and cultivate this, right? So each day you try and kind of like push yourself, challenge yourself, um, and it conditions your mind to be able to do those things and to be able to respond to those things. And as you're saying all that, it reminds me, we need to, we should potentially have a panel or a discussion or a guest that talks about burnout. Yeah. Because my sure. brother, uh, what made me think of that is my brother, um, you know, the phrase go big or go home. Yeah. Well, he had, he actually one day I was trying to encourage him and he's like, if they say go big or go home, I'm going home. <laughs> he had grown uh, tired of whatever he was pursuing. And, uh, I think it'd be interesting to kind of see how, if people do face that, how they fight it off or uh, keep it from happening. I was just literally right before we recorded this, uh, this conversation, I was having this conversation with a client who was, we were talking about the, the language and how powerful language is and the word quit. You know, is it really that they're going to be quitting something or th thinking about quitting something or is it that they're making a choice to pursue something else and I think that that is a, a, a very important consideration of the language and the impact of that language um, which I think also got brought up by Black Sun in a, in a different way um, something I also talk to clients a lot about is the idea of you know the power that the word and can really have well, and he really talked about how he's been really trying to when he's critiquing other people and sounded like even his own you know lyrics and poetry is really thinking about the and right it's not that this is this is this but it could be better right but it's this is this and this is how i could have approached it or how i would approach it right so it doesn't discount what came before it it, it allows you to see multiple sides of things or adds value to it um it's such a a, a really important way of trying to shift language Sure. Well, I think that was a good analysis episode. <laughs> there was a lot. I mean, it's just, there was so much that he brought up that I think our listeners are, are really going to, really going to enjoy. And back to your point about burnout, you might not remember this because yes, you and I are both, I feel like ancient in a good way at this point. It was a long time ago that we were in grad school together, it feels <laughs> like. But I did my master's thesis, which was before actually we met, but I did it on burnout, coach burnout. But um, it's such an interesting thing that's being discussed during this time of, um, again, another conversation with the client, just the idea of like redefining success, redefining productivity, you know, and which relates back to honestly, right, Anders and deliberate practice, like is giving 300% of yourself really optimal or are you losing something in that because you're losing the quality? So yeah, you are giving a ton of yourself and you might be giving a ton of time and investing a lot, but are you losing or sacrificing something important in that? I think that's also what our former uh, Science of High Performance series guest David Eccles was talking about too, right? When looking in, into the idea of psychological rest and how important rest and recovery are. And that um, made me, now I'm trying to capture which of the three thoughts I had. Uh, <laughs> you may I thought of something every time you said something new. But, um, basically, the, um, oh, the, it's related to the burnout. If you, you know, the framing it and some of the things you just said, it's also um, psychological rest and then 
if you dedicate your life to something that you don't really want to pursue, then what have you done or is it worth sacrificing your mental health? So yeah. um, I think that's distinguishing between, you know, a need for a break versus really wanting to give it up. Because right. um, I think all of us have experienced something where you've completely washed your hands of something you've pursued or devalued it, devalued it while you were burned out. But then after you got over that period, right. um, or at least you might have been frustrated even if you're not burned out. But um, yeah, I think we could go a lot of ways with that and, conversation. Yeah, and it, you know, I think you know, exploring it maybe from the research lens too, you know, having maybe a couple episodes around it because there's some, there continues to be a lot of research on burnout, obviously, in a lot of spaces like, you know, the work world, uh, academia, <laughs> sport for sure, but even medicine now, you know, and, mm -hmm. and some of the literature, the research in medicine is showing that in addition to the three kind of things that people might be aware of that are related to burnout, like the kind of devaluation, uh, engage, you know, lack of loss of engagement, you know, de reduced personal accomplishment, those things, they're also finding somewhat related to the uh, devaluation pieces, um, what's being referred to as kind of value dissonance, right? Because a lot of doctors go into medicine because they want to make an impact, they want to help people. And so uh, burnout and the, the Ex the, their experiences, uh, at least through these quality of studies I've seen, are really pointing at this idea of the dissonance that they sometimes feel between their values and the meaning and the job for, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Have those guests or conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else we need to add? I don't think so. I got us wildly off topic. But. No, no, it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. If you want to see the pics, I don't know if we're saying that clearly enough. If you want to see the pictures, they're on Instagram, Twitter, other uh, Facebook, other social media. I guess those are the ones we're using. Um, but like, share, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. The Path Distilled is hosted by Kevin Harris and Lauren Tashman, created and produced by Kevin Harris. The content is copyrighted by The Path Distilled, all rights reserved. <laughs>